Good morning. That's better. Welcome to our worship in the name of our Lord Jesus. I'm especially happy to welcome those of you who are joining us online. We're very glad that you're here. Pastor Brian and Jane are on a little vacation. At least I hope they are because they had car trouble about the time they started out. I'm Mike Scott. I'm one of the elders here at Trinity. And I'm honored today to lead you in worship. Pastor Geta was supposed to be joining us, but he's ill, and so uh, I hope you will join me in praying for his swift recovery. The message today is about God's mercy based on Romans 11, today's epistle. I pray that you will find encouragement in the scriptures, the music, the message, and the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as, found, as on the communion. Son of a pub owner and a cabinet maker by trade, Edward Mote was a 19th century Englishman who came to faith in Christ as an adult and then served the last two decades of his life as a parish pastor. Although Mote is said to have never lost his touch for building furniture, he discovered a new passion in his later years, writing hymns for Christians to sing. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness, he wrote. No merit of my own I claim, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. The story is told that the first person with whom Moke shared these words was a friend who had fallen ill and was nearing the end of her life. Mote's beautiful hymn, which Christ followers like us continue to enjoy today, reminded God's beloved that Christ Jesus alone is the solid foundation, the mighty fortress in whom she could trust. In life and death, our hope is built on this rock who offers for us nothing less than his own blood and righteousness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We sing our opening hymn.
please rise. That we may rest on Jesus and his unchanging grace, let us, with repentant hearts, confess our sins in the presence of God and of one another. How firm a foundation, O saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. Heavenly Father, your word tells us that we have all sinned and fallen short of your glory. By what we have done and by what we have failed to do, we have lived shaky lives that falter when we do not stand firm in you. Rock of ages cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Lord Jesus, have mercy upon us. You are the rock of ages in whom we find protection and deliverance. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Enable us to trust the promises of your word, confident in the forgiveness found in Christ Jesus, our solid rock. Amen. Upon this, your confession, I am blessed to proclaim the certainty of God's saving grace to all of you. In the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, our mighty rock and fortress, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Please be seated. Just 
Please rise. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, grant us to know your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the rock upon whom our lives are built. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. The Old Testament reading today comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 51, 1 through 6. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For he was but one when I called him, that I might bless him and multiply him. For the Lord comforts Zion. He comforts all her waste places and makes her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and the voice of song. Give attention to me, my people, and give ear to me, my nation. For a law will go out from me, and I will set my justice for a light to the peoples. My righteousness draws near, my salvation has gone out, and my arms will judge the peoples. The coastlands hope for me, and for my arm they wait. Lift up your eyes to the heavens, and look at the earth beneath, for the heavens vanish like smoke. The earth will wear out like a garment, and they who dwell in it will die in it like, in like manner. But my salvation will be forever, and my righteousness will never be dismayed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gradual comes from Psalm 34. Fear the Lord, you his saints. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Our epistle comes from the book of Romans, chapter 11, 33 through 12, 8. Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor, or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, 
and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, to the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does act of mercy with cheerfulness. This is the word of the Lord. Thank be to God. Uh, everyone rise, please, for the reading of the verse. Alleluia. You are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Open the proclamation of the apostles and the prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 16th chapter. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do the people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bind, bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. This is the gospel of the Lord. We join in the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father 
and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We all remember the familiar story from John chapter 8 where the Pharisees bring before Jesus a woman caught in adultery. They cared nothing about the woman but sought to use her to put Jesus to the test. They pointed out that in the law, 
Moses commanded that such women should be stoned to death. They figured that if Jesus gave mercy to the woman, the Pharisees could say he was violating the law of Moses. And if he agreed she should be stoned, he would be violating his own teachings about mercy. What could Jesus do? Jesus challenged any of the accusers who have no sin to throw the first stone at her. He bent down and wrote something in the dirt with his finger. When he looked up, the accusers had all gone away. Even the woman's judges were finally forced to acknowledge that they, too, were sinful and needed mercy. Jesus asked the woman, Has no one condemned you? No one, Lord, she answered. Jesus absolves her with these words, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. Jesus truly had mercy on her. From this point forward, her life would be shaped by his great act of mercy. In our text from Romans today, Paul is addressing divisions in the young church between the Jewish and Gentile Christians. After all, the Jewish Christians believed that Jesus came for them and didn't want to accept that these Gentiles were welcome in the church. Conflicts and divisions in the church? Oh, those foolish people. How could that happen? Didn't they both worship the same risen Savior? Just as we, do, as we Christians do now, how should such conflicts be resolved? Paul tells us that we Christians, like the adulterous woman, have also received mercy from God and therefore, for, thereby have become the givers of mercy to our neighbors in the church and in the world. Like the Pharisees, how can we withhold mercy from others when we have received our, it ourselves in such large measure from God? In this world, we live law-driven lives. Some laws are the accepted mores that govern our interactions with others, while others occupy the tens of thousands of volumes found in law libraries. If you ever need something to help you go to sleep, try reading one of those law books. The laws are written by legislators who are mostly attorneys, and hundreds of new laws are placed on the books every year. But somehow, we are all supposed to know all the laws so as not to violate them. It is said that the average citizen probably breaks five or more laws every day without knowing it. For example, did you know in California it is illegal for a woman to drive while wearing a house coat? I imagine there are a lot of young mothers getting their kids to school who have violated that one often. It's illegal in some cities to wear cowboy boots unless you own at least two cows. <laughs> in Carmel, it is illegal for a woman to wear heels higher than two inches without a permit. 
They all wear Birkenstocks anyway. <laughs> and here's one we all need to be cautious about. In the city of Chico, exploding a nuclear device in the city limits will get you a $500 fine. <laughs> it seems our lawmakers have too much time on their hands. Laws control everything in the workplace, school, and community. We are to complete tasks, earn grades, honor our employers, obey civil laws and traffic laws. Otherwise, we face the consequences of our sin. Not only in our homes, in society, but in the courts, unless we're rich or well-connected. Sometimes we might believe that if we don't get caught breaking a law, we escape the consequences of our law breaking. But we always feel it in our souls. And our conscience can become seared so that we no longer feel the guilt for our actions. We humans are tempted to try to control our relationship with God by the law. In our fallen nature, we think God works and motivates like the world does. He saves and incorporates us into the church by way of the law. Christians also think the law will motivate us and drive us to better behavior. But while God's good law does show us our sin and provide a guide for Christian living, by itself, the law has no power to work good in us. We can do no good thing without the mercy of God in Christ. But our lives as Christians are characterized by mercy. God's mercy to you and me in Christ. The Father, out of the depth of his riches, had mercy on us in sending us his Son to die for us. The Father had mercy on us sinners by justifying us in Christ. He declares us righteous by grace alone. He baptizes us into Christ's death and resurrection. He sends out the ministry of preaching and the sacraments. His purpose is to have mercy on all. We all know Zacchaeus from Luke 19 as the wee little man who climbed up the sycamore tree to get a good view of Jesus. Zacchaeus is not the sort of person about whom you'd normally make up songs to teach to your little children. He was a chief tax collector, a despised man, an outcast in his community, and a sinner. No respectable person in that society associated with such a man. But as you know, Zacchaeus had heard the rumors about Jesus and was filled with curiosity. So being so short, he climbed a tree in order to see him. Jesus singled him out for attention, invited himself to dinner, and went to eat at his house. By these merciful actions towards Zacchaeus, Jesus covered his scandalous and offensive life with his own righteousness and reputation. He bestowed on Zacchaeus the dignity he had long forfeited. Jesus' merciful kindness granted forgiveness to this poor sinner. You recall that at this dinner, Zacchaeus stood up and offered to give half his goods to feed the poor. 
and promised to give restitution to those he had cheated. Jesus declared him to be a son of Abraham, a child of mercy. Zacchaeus was justified by Christ through faith. But what strikes us in particular is that Zacchaeus is spontaneously offered to do what God's law requires, to do mercy and justice to his neighbors. By the gift of Christ's mercy to him, Zacchaeus learned to be merciful to others and to live the mercy-given life. Like Zacchaeus, we live mercy-given lives in the body of Christ. Paul writes, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. By God's mercies, with our minds renewed in the word, our bodies are living sacrifices. By the mercies of God, he has apportioned gifts to members of the body of Christ, according to his grace. Sometimes we might find ourselves thinking, what gifts has he given me? I'm not special. Well, unless you consider the gift of eternal life through his body and blood received at the communion rail, that's pretty special. But what gift can I give to the people around me, you ask? You may never know how much your smile or a kind word or a hug could mean to someone who's lonely or struggling on the inside. God gives you those gifts to share. They cost you nothing, and you might be amazed at what you get back. Paul says God's gift include the gifts of leadership and service as needed for offices in the church. Also, the gift of exhortation as seen in our pastor and teaching. But the gift of mercy received by all is to be used toward all with cheerfulness and generosity for God has had mercy on us. Yes, that even includes the sinner who refuses to use his turn signals. That's my personal challenge. Like the woman caught in adultery, people, Peter confessed the Christ in today's gospel. Like David and Paul in the centurion and the cross, we have all received salvation through the mercies of God. Our lives are lived in that mercy in the church, in our families, and among our neighbors in the world as we carry out our callings with mercy to all. Amen. Please rise. Let us pray for the whole people of God built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. We rest securely in your promises, gracious God, 
and come into your holy presence with thanksgiving and gratitude in our hearts. Every day, in each and every way, we see all that your mighty hand has provided to give us everything that we are and everything we possess. Because we are completely dependent upon your hand to guide us and provide for us. Lord, be our rock of refuge. In holy baptism, you have anchored us in your word and united us with Christ Jesus. Your spirit will never forsake your own, for we rest securely in the blood and righteousness our Savior has given to us and to all who trust in him. Enable your church to proclaim the good news of Jesus until the day he comes again in all power and glory. Until that day, when every knee shall bow before you, Lead our hearts to believe and our mouths to confess your saving name. Lord, be our rock of refuge. Without your aid, O oh Lord, we fail. When we falter and fall, uplift us by your grace. Be near to the downtrodden, the heartbroken, and the weary. Steady the knees that give way, reminding those with fearful hearts that you alone are the God who saves. Stretch out your arm to be a shield and fortress for all who are in harm's way. Inspire us by the sacrifice of those who lay down their lives for our benefit. Give courage to those who walk through times of temptation and testing, helping them to know you are the God who provides hope for all who seek you. Lord, be our rock of refuge. Many among us are suffering and in great need, O Lord. We name before you those we know and love, whose concerns are known to you, the one who knows all things. Answer their prayers and according to your good and gracious will. Enable them to gratefully receive all you give. We pray for those who are in need within our Christian congregation and among our families and friends. For Joan Walker, with thanks and gratitude following her surgery. For Jeremy Bruckhart, who by the grace of God escaped serious injury in a car accident. For the family of Tommy Green, who went home to be with the Lord. For Barbara Stoltz, who will be having surgery soon. For Georgie a young teacher in our preschool, for Nan Martini dealing with serious health issues, for Steve Eady having survived the Maui fire, for Craig Jasper now home after a heart attack. And we pray your special blessings on the residents of Maui, many who have lost everything and who still don't know the fate of their family members. Lord, be our rock of refuge. Built on the rock of Jesus and his mighty word, we have hope in this world because of the certainty we have of life forever with you. Use honesty to disrupt us, hope to sculpt us, joy to construct us, peace to protect us, and faith to persist in us. Help us to see how awesome you are, O Lord. We know your word is faithful and true because you alone are the rock from which our lives have been hewn and in whom we rest securely. 
Into your merciful care we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, ever trusting in your grace and mercy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who out of love for his fallen creation humbled himself by taking on the form of a servant, becoming obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. Risen from the dead, he has freed us from eternal death and given us life everlasting. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. On the night when he was betrayed, Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated. 